Are we on? Are we I mean, it's recording, but we haven't started. I got an intro oh, okay. song oh, and everything. Okay. Yeah. Got, okay. uh, don't let the timer on the screen freak you out, but when it gets to zero, you will die. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> this is where you get bit. all the nerves out and you're yeah. just like chilling. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. Pretend like you're not super nervous and boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Maybe I should have. Welcome to the St. John Alive podcast, where we are sharing stories of faith and bringing discipleship to life here in Fenton. This is going to be part two of two of our Catholic Dad's Life episode, and we are joined again today by Jonathan Eastlick, Rob Tukoski, and Sarah Smith, and we're diving into a uh, brief conversation about the complementarity of man and woman, and it's pretty awesome. So here it is. Check it out. Kind of going back to the original, you know, that study, I'm hitting this... Uh, <laughs> but like uh, the, the the women's group has been uh, great for Katie, and she would say it. She was here. I I know that uh, she was hesitant at first, and I I was I I feel like I I, I had a play in terms of trying to push her to go, and um, it was kind of selfish in the sense that if if you're going, then I will go. Like I will continue to be involved. I need you to be involved. Um, and it's been really good for her. And it's, 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 ama- it's amazing how uh, in, in a married life, right, uh, as if you have two people striving for holiness, it, you just kind of feed off of each other, right? It's yeah. like, you know, when I'm feeling a little uh, cool, you know, you're hot. When you're feeling a little cool, I'm hot. And, we're, and, and it just, and it's kind of, that's marriage, right? It's striving for holiness. So, the, merit, the, the the small group for, I know that for me, um, she's said to me like, hey, I, I, I think that small group is good for you. You know, the retreats and everything like that's good for you and, and vice versa. I mean, she has nothing. She'll, <laughs> every time Sarah's like, oh, we're not going to have small group this week. She's like, God, I got to get away from these kids. <laughs> I got to, I want to meet, I want to, I want to, I want to see the women. So it's been really cool uh, to to see that you know that's to me that's that's the church life is is fellowshipping together coming together and, and putting on weddings or whatever uh, that's that's awesome something about to say about that like meeting with your friends is like kind of meeting with your friends but like getting together with a group yeah and, meeting with and, friends for a purpose like, yeah yeah in like just to go there and talk about god or talk about right. church life or talk about whatever is you know Kind of get some of that off your chest and kind of is good fellowship, you know. You know, it kind of, you know, back to your like I was I was going to say a second ago, back to your original thought with the the, the study and the survey, you know, geez, I'm, you're, I'm, forgive me if I say any some hot takes, but um, <laughs> I have I have this this theory that you know I've heard before, um, which was you know, women, so man was created first. Right uh, in 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 Genesis, you know, you have Adam, and he he's created, and and what did Adam have to do to occupy his time? Name the animals, right? And um, there was no other people there, so it was just Adam and a bunch of science projects. Really, it's just like <laughs> you know, like Rob, uh, Rob. I've never heard that take on scripture, but like Adam uh, and a bunch of science projects. But it's like it's like if if Rob was by himself, you know, how many buses? <laughs> would be converted to RVs by now. 
you know? Probably none. <laughs> <laughs> but like you just be, it's just projects and um, men can kind of definitely um, get into their own world. It's kind of like Adam was created in the world of abstractions. Okay. Eve was created when she, from Adam's rib. Uh, but looking at Adam, it was kind of like her, the first thing she saw was Adam. So her, her first experience of, of, of reality was other people. So it's in some ways it's like I, someone once said to me that, um, you know, it's like the world is man's domain. Man is women's domain. And, um, so what's, what's really good is like without our, I don't think men's relationships would be the same with other people without women in their lives. And then sometimes men are the ones that really push these, push the the larger, I don't want to say larger ideas, but the more abstract things. So it's like, um, like I know at my house, I'll, I'll, I'll be like, you know what? Let's start, you know what? We We need more Jesus in our life. We need more Jesus. We need some Holy Spirit juice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I won't do anything with it. That's just, I'm just like I we need that, but Katie takes that and then turns it into reality within the home. Right now we have decorations of Lent. Right now we have these things because I'm like I'm I'm fleshing out these ideas of okay these are the things we want, and then and then I feel like the women in my life are the motivators or who are like the catalyst of actually these things happen um, because they're able to take these the these these things. And so what, you know, the study, like why, why, why would that affect children is because, you know, you have the imminent and then you have, um, uh, where am I going with this? <laughs> but <laughs> it's impact but, on the, the raising right, of children. But it's like, faith. it's like, yeah. um, men with their children, a lot of times we come home from work and, and women, obviously, you know, women work just as much as men these days, but men come home from work and they live in this world that's like out there and they come back and they, they almost, they, they give all this information to their kids. And that's one of their greatest resources for like men. They give this information that they are, they're out in the world and this is how you deal with the world. And you have to take these ideas. You're going to be dealing with all these ideas out in the world and you have to like do it now. And so you have to like you have to be a just person. We we, we talk in those terms, men. T we talk in the, we got to live in holiness. Well, what does that mean? A lot of times that take you know we look to women for that. Like what is holiness? Like like look at these holy women, right? But the the spur like men tend to spur that conversation a lot, and at least in my in my life that men are always the ones who are like no like uh, go out go out and and uh, and conquer. I guess does that make sense? Yeah, I think it means like we kind of plow through walls, plow through barriers, right. but like the wife is always next to us kind of like, no, you should probably go this way through, right. you know, the think about the casualties. Think the about the casualties. Wall. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're the thing, like, you know, sane thought. Right. They, 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 it's like they, they can take this, all these experiences that men are having out, out there and they put faces to it. Even like I'll have stuff and I'll bring it home and I'll just be like, I don't even know what happened today. In five minutes with my wife, she's like, "This right. is what happened." All right, you met Joe, and then this, you know, and yep. like this is what he was saying. And that, I'm like, oh, "I never even thought about that," you know. Right. In the two hours of driving today, I just blank, you know, just 
Uh, A to B, you know? That's Genevieve and I all the way. Like, I'll come home and I'm frustrated about whatever. And I'm just, I'm just venting. And she's like, well, you realize this is what's really going on, right? And I'm like, no, you're overthinking it. And then like two weeks later, I was like, oh my gosh, you were totally right. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely makes sense. No, there's a a super important balance there that uh, has definitely been formative in my life, right? Uh, Like, in fact, Sarah and I were just talking about this earlier when we we had a general discussion about men's and women's ministry. And and, uh, we were talking about most of the influences in my development of the 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 virtue of chastity have not been from other men, right? Uh, I know we we talked about iron sharpening iron the other yeah. night and like you know bolstering each other up, but it's actually the inspiration of other good and holy women and those yeah, friendships same. that I had with them that I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be the type of guy that's worthy of this friendship or worthy of a relationship with a woman like this later on. And it wasn't always you know like because I'm talking like high school, college, so it wasn't always like relationship seeking you know, relationships. It was just good and holy friends that I had that I was like, oh my gosh, these women were truly inspiring. So yeah, the holiest, I I mean, hands down for me, the holiest people I've ever met have, have been women within the church who I, who I, I look at and it's like, man, they're like a reflection of Mary, you know, just get things done, um, are able to just like manifest, um, just the ideas uh, but it, you know, so what, right, right on board with that statement. Yeah, absolutely. Super I, key balance there. Yeah, I think just with like men, we got so much stuff, I guess. Maybe not so much going on in our heads, <laughs> all, but right. a lot of like different input and kind of the same thing that you were saying. It's just like you run into so many different things during right. the day, and then it's just like they mold it into something, even if like you're not married. And you just have a good group of friends, and there's those couple of women that you talk to in the group, and you, they just like emulate, uh, like you said, Mary. You know, right? It just kind of grounds you and brings yeah, you and back it, to like I want to be a better man or a better father, so that I could be either maybe you date that sure. lady someday or like you know live up to the expectations sure. of your wife. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she's the one that is always like you know keep me on a straight and narrow. So. Yeah, it's it's like uh, I want to be a more virtuous man so I can live up to uh, the kind of person my wife deserves, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and 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 kind of this legacy we're building together. You know, I want to be the the kind of man that has actually something to give give to them. An example for your children. Sure. Yeah, not not just an example for my children, but my children's children. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I'm I'm for me personally, I'm I'm constantly thinking about that. Which the legacy is, part of it. Yeah, the whole legacy Absolutely. because it's like, you know, I'm going to die. What? You know? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to die. You know, I think about death a lot. It's, we're just supposed to get real morbid. But that's like is the, it because that's you're what, doing no, the catechism that's, in the year right now? Like, no, 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 that's we're that's in that a, part of the catechism? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> no, it's just it's always been uh, – uh, death has always been a really big um, – I don't know, the concern, but, like, it's just kind of fascinating um, in the sense that we're going to die someday and it doesn't feel like it. Um, you always think there's going to be one more day. Or, right, you know. like one more day, but it could be, you know, at, at some point. So I, I'm always thinking about, okay, how am I living where, you know, I don't want to be the situation where, you know, I'm I'm not giving my best and then my kids inherit something that 
they wouldn't want to give to their children someday. And I think so much, so much grief and, and animosity that comes within families starts with a dad that's not trying to live a virtuous life. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because you got to keep on that road because as soon as you stray off, then those kids instantly pick up on it. They pick it. up on it. Yeah, because because they, they looked they they I mean they go, I mean go ahead Rob go no I just <laughs> me and my wife were talking the other day and I have a problem of like intercepting in between her and the kids yeah a lot I just like guy when we first came in here I'm not like real great with like you know confrontation even though I don't I handle it well but I just don't like it so I think right. like mine's like we're done you know like <laughs> let's move on she's like no you need to support me in this yeah. And we need to be united front, and like so. That's something I've been kind of trying to work with. But you know, if if you don't have that united front, then you don't really have anything right. with your kids. You know, and I think there's right. a lot of pressures that are put on dads and just men in general to live up to this certain expectation. And it's like you try to always attain it, but like it's an unattainable thing. Right. And like. Uh, there's not much praise or like, I don't want to say that I need the praise, but it's nice to hear it sometimes. And I don't think like, John, you're a great dad. Like you're doing good. You know, like you're not at my house. You don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) But the couple of times in church when like, you know, other dads, right. Older dads come up to you and they're like, wow, your kids are doing great up there. You know, like I love your family, all that stuff. It's just like really sinks. Yeah, it does. You know? Yeah. I, I it it was I definitely remember that guy's name when he introduces himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, like I was a daddy's girl, so I love how Rosalie snuggles up against you at mass because yeah. that makes me. That's what I would have done. Yeah. I would have snuggled up to my dad, and I also was that kid that crawled under the pews <laughs> to get to grandparents. <laughs> but yeah. I was the hellion, and I was the cute one, too. Yeah. Lindsay <laughs> always gives me a hard time because, like, Rosalie, she, so she's six. She'll be six. And her, I hate to use this, but, like, her love language, whatever the kids are saying these days, is, like, hitting and punching me. Mm-hmm. My wife's <laughs> like, you got to stop that. Just give her a hug. So I've just been trying to, like, hug her more, so that's probably part of that. But <laughs> she's, a, she's a tough little cookie. Oh. Yeah. Very emotional, but tough. Love language is not it's not physical touch, it's physical violence. Physical yeah, violence. Yeah, yeah. And Maria's and a I don't even know where she too. gets that from. But she's I mean, her, also the her one that gets you a donut, but, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah her older sisters caring. are in wrestling? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's yeah, awesome. through the winter. So that's wrestling cool. It's good. It gets you through the winter fast. Like, every weekend and practices. And How did that – sorry, this is going to be a, kind of a sidetrack. <laughs> how did you guys determine – because originally we were going to sign them up for uh, cheerleading. Mm-hmm. And apparently in Lake Fenton, that's impossible to get your kids into cheerleading. So I said, all right, we're going to do some type of physical activity. The wrestling flyer came home. We're like, we're going to do wrestling. You know, this is just like a chance thing that it came home. And we signed them up. And the oldest daughter, she's like, I don't want to ever do this again. But like when you get her there, she just loved it. Yeah, and then the youngest daughter's like, "I love doing this," but then sometimes she would be like, just you know, flop around and not like give her full effort. So I, I, I it was good. It was you know, I always wanted to get him like karate or something like that, but it turned yeah. out to be super expensive. 
Yeah. Karate's tough. Wrestling's a good uh, man. Get them into sports thing, you know. It's crazy. You plus went, they you learn the interaction between the wrestling. yeah, wrestling. <laughs> the interaction between boys, girls, and you know, because they don't. We did yeah. all girls wrestling, but they also did boys wrestling too. Plus, we got Dale <laughs> into it as well. Yep. So he joined later, and he really loved it. So. Yeah, because we went to watch those girls play, and he's just like. Oh my gosh, I need to get involved in this. He's like, Mom, can I sign up for this? And I'm like, I don't know what to ask. So we hmm. joined in like two thirds into the season. Dale reminds me a lot of myself because he's high energy hmm. and just like not really super focused, but like when he gets in tune with it, he can really go for it. So yeah, I like that for him, you know? Yeah, that kid. Uh what was it? He set a record or something, didn't he? In a, a recent tournament or at the tournament, he had the, the record for fastest pen. In his age bracket. In his yeah. age yeah. bracket. Yeah. That's 13 cool. seconds. Yeah. It's awesome. That's like, you, you know, when you apply the principles, just like yep. when you apply the principles of going to church every right. week, you know, it's just a rhythm and it's, you don't even have to think about it. It's muscle memory, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's 100% true. I mean, that's sports analogies and war analogies are, uh, some of the most common themes with, with throughout yeah. scripture. Yep. So it's like training like an athlete. You have to do the same thing in your faith life. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, that was the big thing in the military is muscle memory. Like your body would react to something without right. even your – because a lot of times you're going to react – like your body will react before yeah. your brain does. You know, and you're just kind of like doing stuff. So if you don't keep that rhythm and yep. – Going to church every Saturday or Sunday, you know, then you yeah. kind of fall off track. Slow is smooth. Yeah, smooth is fast, right? Yep. <laughs> well, that is going to be a wrap on this episode uh, on our Catholic Dad's Life, and we hope you enjoyed the conversation. Big shout-out to Jonathan Eastlick, Rob Tikoski, and Sarah Smith for joining us. Uh, thank you all for your time. We hope you enjoyed watching and listening. And uh, don't forget to check us out this next week as we have our director of music and liturgy join us here in the studio. Uh, it's Freeman Tucker talking about our youth choir and everything else, all the all the other cool stuff that goes on up in the choir loft during mass, uh, and the importance of his ministry uh, to our our uh, efforts in discipleship and our mission in discipleship here as a as a parish community. So, tune in for that next week, and we will see you in the next one. Have a great week. <laughs>